0: This podcast is brought to you by Rehoy and Son, big supporters of local sport. sound of Guernsey's first Marathi win at any age group in four years. Drink it in. Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. My name is Tony Kerr and joining me to reflect on an extraordinary under 18 Marathi is James Faller. Hi Tony. And Rob Baptiste. Hello, Tony. Great to see you guys. Um, We'll also touch on another great result for Guernsey FC. And we've got an interview with former North and GFC man, now Bristol City hopeful, Ben Acey, about his time with the Championship Club so far. Um, But there really is only one place to start, and that is at the track. Six goals, two red cards, Penalty drama. Um, this year's Junior Ratti uh, certainly had it all. Um, Jim, you wrote the match report for today's paper. Um, for anyone who wasn't there, hasn't read that yet, or seen our video highlights, which you can find on our YouTube channel and at guernseypress.com slash sport. Can you just try and talk us through it relatively briefly?
1: Yeah, you better buckle in for a uh, buckle up for a long ride. Um, yeah, so I think uh, the state of my throat says it all about the <laughs> about yesterday's game and the uh, enthusiastic support that Gersy got from the stands and indeed behind the goal.
2: You're supposed to be neutral, Jim, and not be shouting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob, I've had enough experience of, of, uh, of being in the press seats for the GFA in, in, in suit and tie and uh, being uh, compliant as we shake hands and congratulate Jersey on another great win so
2: (laughs) point taken (laughs) it
1: was was important to be able to get one uh, get one over I suppose I ought to say as well for um, uh, completeness sake that sorry for a full declaration of interest that um, I'm also a proud dad on the touchlines yesterday as well so as my lad was in the in the Guernsey team
0: yeah full disclosure
1: yeah Uh, anyway um, wow what a game I mean I'd set myself in for thinking that uh, if we were going to get any results or we were going to try and nick it 1-0. So when you go a goal down within 38 seconds of the kickoff, uh, you're kind of thinking, oh, dear. And, um, you know, that was that was pretty bleak. However, you know, we got back in the games, a lot of midfield scrapping in the first half. And the game was um, uh, you know, pretty even, really. And, and, you know, and arguably when you just one goal down, you're not out of it. And so it was really disappointing in the last minute of the first half to go 2-0 down from another mistake where we have a a back pass that sold the keeper short and then the uh, keeper's a bit sluggish to get to it and the ball's just sitting in open space waiting for somebody to pounce and it was a jersey player put it in an empty net 2-0 down at half time. then uh, we, we improved second half, uh, grabbed a goal with 10 minutes to go. Then it was really exciting and we grabbed another goal in the 90th minute. Could have won it before full time, uh, went into extra time. Jersey have a defender sent off. Uh, then Jersey have their goalkeeper sent off. Uh, then we score in the second half of, of, extra, of extra time. So we're 3-2 up, 11 against nine. Uh, unbelievably, we let them back into the game and they score, they equalise again. Um, and both teams then have a player simbind, and so we're down to eight, 10 versus eight. Uh, and then there's full-time penalties. So Jersey score first, we score, Jersey miss. Uh, we score with 2-1 up in the shootout uh, and Jersey miss again. So, you know, it's almost there for the taking, except we miss, Jersey score, so we're taking our fourth kick and Jack Griffin has his kick saved and oh no we've blown it again uh and um but then the official state retake keep us off his line so he slams the um, second penalty straight down the middle uh Jersey score again and it's penalty to win and Jack Cobain, I'm uh, really pleased for the lad he's been with the age group the whole way through uh in the GFA setup. He was playing at left back, rather out of position on the day. but And he stepped up, took one step up to the ball and sent the keeper the wrong way and put it in the corner. And uh, that was, that. remarkably, it's the first ever Junior Maratti win on penalties. And uh, it was uh, one hell of an afternoon's entertainment.
0: Eric, you talked me through it there. I'm you know, starting to sweat again. Um, Rob, you've seen a few Maratis in your time. Um, where does this rank in terms of... Guernsey jersey contest that you've witnessed it's just utter chaos
2: well in terms of overall storyline it's probably one of the most remarkable be up there in the top five for sure Um, but to be honest for 75 minutes it was pretty poor fair uh, untidy scrappy nobody impressed me to be honest on either side (laughs) um Guernsey showed tremendous spirit, though. Um, to be to, to be fair, you know, to be two 0 down at half time, I didn't see them coming back. Jersey were not the team we all thought they would be. They were, for a Jersey side, pretty ordinary or very ordinary, I should say. But you know, until that late goal from George who got us back into the game, um, I, you know, it was it was destined for another very very disappointing jersey victory um but um fair point, fair play to the lads and fair play to the coaching team for making the cha- you know the changes which sparked a turnaround and um jack griffin came on midway through the second half made quite a, a notable difference down the right and um and in the end we were nobody could argue with our you know victory we were we were well 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 deserving of it but in that sort of spectacular last extra time and the 10 minutes or so beforehand um 10 minutes of the last 90 um made up for a a pretty drab game beforehand to be honest
0: yeah it certainly burst into life i mean obviously jersey will go away very disappointed and we'll you will know, we'll probably be there will have been some chat I imagine on the trip back about some of the decisions and, and the way the game unfolded but for me in the 90 minutes 11 v 11 I think we were the better team uh, you know apart from the couple of mistakes that let them in for those goals in the first half they had a couple of other chances but overall I thought I thought Guernsey were were the better side on the day there was a quality goal definitely in terms of the equaliser in the 90th minute. Um, uh, Zach Batty's finish uh, with a plomb having uh, sc- scuffed one or just or air kicked uh, just a couple of minutes later, uh, earlier. So that that was a great finish. I mean, Jim, when did you start to believe that something was on?
1: Uh, when when the subs uh, were introduced, to be honest, there was nothing against the, the lads who started, but you know, it was it was an even game, uh, and Jersey, you know, will feel they had one hand on the trophy and they should never have let it slip, but they didn't deserve that lead particularly. I mean, you know, two. Pretty poor mistakes, uh, and and they capitalised. But you know, to say they got two uh, guys who impressed for the Jersey Bulls in their lineup in the in their forward line, you know, they didn't impress me. Um, midfield was was pretty much 50-50 game. They were maybe marginally the stronger, but it was okay. Uh, the problem is, in the when the when the game was was even, and defences were in control. Their defence was in control because we weren't testing them. Our defence was in control because we were coping with with the pressure that, that they put on. So I think, you know, our defenders did uh, do really well. When when the subs were introduced and the the game started to change, you know, we, we actually looked to go forward, looked to use uh, Jack Griffin's direct uh, approach and runs and got Owen Walbridge on the ball, then the game uh, transformed. And frankly, you know, Jersey could not cope with their pace uh, and in Owen's case, dribbling ability. I mean, yeah, that is his strength. He's such a quick-witted and quick-footed player. Uh, and you know, and uh, he tore them apart. I mean, uh, you know, setting up the second goal, could have scored the winner in uh, in you know at the end of normal time and injury time there as well. Uh, and I thought he had uh, a terrific game when when we got him involved.
0: Yeah, man of the match at, at the end, and he is. He, he turns so well with the ball, doesn't he? And his acceleration over those sort of first three or five yards to get away from the defender is difficult to deal with. Um, Before we hear from the two coaches, let's just listen to what uh, the sort of hero of the moment at the end there, um, Jack Covine, had to say um, after stepping up to stroke home the winning penalty.
3: How how are you feeling walking up for that one? Uh, In all honesty, I was going to (laughs) cry. I was looking around at everyone. It's like tearing me up now. Um, I don't know. I just, I'm so emotional. It's unreal. I've lived for this moment You were very cool about that, Penn Yeah After it, I just stood there I, d- I didn't know what to do I didn't want to celebrate I just And I looked at the keeper in the eyes And I did the, the rude gesture But that's the only thing I think Could come into my head Because I just the, the rivalry between us and Jersey I respect them a lot But I, I hate them at loads of times uh, When you're 2-0 down at half-time Did you think you could come back? Uh, I mean, we went in there And the, the team talk was so positive There was one, two negatives And the rest was just positive they, we, we like talked about the positives that we had They told us that We're so in this game and it was getting half an hour into like the second half and we were maybe heads to going down that second goal went in and it just changed the game we a different team
0: yeah. Shaq Cobain speaking to you there Jim and you caught up with the two coaches as well um, let's hear what they told you uh, Jersey's Daniel Sevier and first Guernsey manager Jordan Kelly
4: first question might just be wow <laughs> yeah that's not a bad match was it it's unbelievable
1: um, did you at what point did you believe you were going to be in that game? You know,
4: conceding in the first honestly, minute? and Honestly, always. Because we were having good chances. We were creating maybe a few unfortunate goals with maybe individual errors. But as a group, we were always on it. And the belief in the group, it's not like we weren't creating. The chances were there. It was just a case of breaking it down. And when we get the first one, it was always belief. I
1: mean, probably a game of few chances really I mean, but I would say probably struck me they weren't as good as we might have thought
4: yeah I mean it's always it's always hard to tell like when you just never know what you're going to get and to be honest I was just so focused on us I had a massive belief in us massive belief in the group and the lads went out and delivered
1: um, amazing comeback for the last 10 minutes so how are you feeling mean, when it went 2-1 did you really f- believe then that, you know, that yeah. it was on
4: yeah I really believed we had one really good chance just after 2-1 and I was like, yeah. I mean, obviously the time was running out, but I was getting a bit nervy. But you just always got to believe. And, all, and the lads went and did it. And uh, were you
1: disappointed? You were playing against nine men, 3-2 up, and then you managed to concede with, 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 what, three, four minutes to go. That must yeah. have been a seconder.
4: Yeah, that was a real kick. Like, I was a bit like, oh, no. The extra half an hour was enough for me, let alone penalties as well. But, hey, we got over it, didn't we? We, got, we went and did the job. So,
1: where did your appetite for a bit more of this?
4: I'm, I'm just looking forward to some night's sleep, to be honest. <laughs> it's, been, it's been a long week, a long couple of weeks of preparations. So I'm looking forward to just enjoy it, and then we'll see what we do next year.
5: How do you feel at the end of that? Ah, oh, it's disappointing. Um, best way to put it, really. Um, look, we've got to look at ourselves. We were two 0 up, and the errors that we've made have brought them into the game and given them the hope that they needed. And look. Yeah, yeah, people can come up with as many excuses. I know whoever saw the game today can see the challenges that were happening, but you've you've got to deal with what you can do on the pitch, and unfortunately, we let that slip. Uh, I thought you would have been
1: better than you were, would be my assessment. I don't know if you think that's fair.
5: Yeah, no, look, it is fair. I think look, our lads know that the performances that we need to put on the pitch are going to get results. And look, you've got to give credit where it's due to Guernsey. They they battled hard. They did everything that we expected. We, we did what we needed to do and matched against it in the first half. It's not a pretty game of football, but we did what we needed, went 2-0 up, and we're saying at half-time, look, this isn't going to be enjoyable. We're good players, but this is what happens in these types of games it's the character and it's the learning from it and unfortunately like I said it's our our errors that cost us the game at the end of it but yeah, an experience that I don't want to have again and I don't want the players to experience it again.
1: Uh, you were uh, 3-2 down, you had nine men on the pitch and yet you get an equaliser. What does that say about you and your group?
5: Well, was it nine men or was it eight men nine when we got nine. the equaliser? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that we got the fact it went to nine men on the pitch, look, it's disappointing. But um, it just shows that, look, the lads have character, they had that fight and they didn't want to give up. But, look, we could have performed better that second half and into extra time we could have still performed better so I don't want to sit there and say yeah we did everything we did we got to pens it it shouldn't have got there but it did and we've just got to hold our heads high that we took it right to the end and when it becomes penalties it's anyone's game and unfortunately it wasn't ours today. How much credit
0: does Geordie deserve? You know 24 years old first proper Marathi match as a manager thrown into the role just a couple of weeks before?
2: A huge amount of credit to be honest I mean because the lad is a lad, he's as I say, just 24. wasn't he was playing in this game not that long ago. Has had no real coaching experience of involving any club that I'm aware of, and yet was sort of thrown into this position very, very, very late to try and salvage. To be honest, what was a complete dog's breakfast of a selection process and preparation this year. Um, so fair play to um, Jordan because he turned it round, you know, in a very quick time. he's select, you know, he's. There will always be um, questionable selections, no matter who's a coach, whatever team, representative team, and there were in this case. But as I say, he didn't have much time to, to work with the players and pick his own 11. And on the day, he made some very good choices, and sorry, good selections and substitutions, and um, which got um, turned the game around. So fair play to him, well done, and it, we may have another you know representative coach in our midst for many years.
0: Yeah, I agree. Rob uh, yeah, full credit to to Geordie. you know, obviously as you said that the, you know the build up wasn't the most straightforward. You you can see the goal in the first 38 seconds and and stood out there, you know, in front of the, um, the dugout the track in front of the stand there you know you probably feel slightly isolated as a, as a young coach um, he could have been expecting some some stick to come his way if, if you know if things went south from there but but it, but it didn't and he sort of held his nerve and 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 clearly um, what he said at halftime and and then you know into extra time carried them through so um, yeah yeah really impressive and actually you know he's, he's he's such a kind of unassuming fairly quiet chap isn't he um, or so so he has been when I've spoken to before you know about the game but but after the game just that interview Jim you know he's seems to have found his voice a bit and he, he spoke really well and really confidently about what he just done
1: yeah and my understanding from the players was that yeah they very much bought into into him um you know i don't know particularly what what magic uh, he imparted but you know at least one of our goals was was a set piece routine off the training ground so fair play uh for them for, for putting that together um you know and actually we look dangerous at, at set pieces um, most of the most of the afternoon. I um, suppose the, the key, right? I mean, you know, as Rob says, selection is, is selection. Um, it was great to see the impact that our subs had, you know, really did mm. uh, change the game. Uh, and, you know, and, and the confidence that flowed through it. And certainly once we scored a goal... You know the confidence that seemed to flow through that was uh, you know fantastic uh, tribute to the players because you know Jordi's saying that you know I I always believed fair play to him but yeah uh, you know, the players really seemed to believe then and frankly you know, I thought it was it was them as a unit uh, who changed the game and, you know, great togetherness um, yeah, um and and uh, you know and the performance at the end was well worth it
2: I would hope that going forward the um, GFA um look at the situation and make his appointment for um, as the 2024 Junior Moratti coach pretty soon give him a chance to sort of prepare and prepare properly for next year's game at Springfield because you know whatever is said about this, the build up to this game it wasn't very good at all and I would like to think that you know we, we are a much much pre- better prepared side next year um, at this level because um, we got away with this one you know despite the process rather than because of it
1: Yeah, that's right. Talking about Springfield, Rob, actually takes me on to something else. It always makes me think, as a senior Marathi game, I always think it's best to win in Jersey. When we take loads of fans over on the boat back, etc. And you win in Jersey, it's absolutely brilliant. However, surely, and yesterday probably demonstrated it, if you're a junior, you want to win at home, don't you? You know, imagine if they'd won at Springfield and the Guernsey fans is 20 mums and dads I don't think you're going to get anybody yeah. falling over bar- barriers and it, having it, a it, 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 it,
2: it was very amusing to see one, how, how big the, the crowd was the, the youthful crowd beyond the goals but 150 lads transferring from one end to the, to the <laughs> other in double quick time and then there was one instance near on near the end where they sort of got halfway and then darted back <laughs> they weren't quite sure where they should be and I was
1: over the jersey goalkeeper were sending off because yeah, they yeah. they'd moved to, yeah, to anticipate the second it was half.
0: It's getting exciting, Rob. I was, to I was expecting to, to see your yellow coat darting uh, back and forth
2: yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to leave the game, I must admit. <laughs> 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 I, it, what, I, when it got, I was after 75 minutes, I thought, oh well. It's we're not going to get back into this, 2-0 down. And then so I thought, I'll make my a slow exit round the ground. And I got as far as the end of the pitch when I bumped into the two Colin Falaises, spot started speak, speaking to them when George McNeil scores. So I think, oh, I'll have to stay to the end now for sure, just in case, and then all the drama. But when it got to penalties, I said to Big Foul, I said, listen, I don't like penalties. I'm going, you know, whether we win or lose, I, I don't like that sort of into any football match. But I got as far as the the stand by the um, away dressing room when I bumped into Jacques Covin's father, Jules Covin, who was going through hell <laughs> at the time. He said to me that he was, he thought he might be having a heart attack. <laughs> so I stayed and by him to see it through the end and I was really pleased for Are him. Are you medically
1: trained, Rob? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was I was pleased for him at the end and shook his hand because he was really going through the mill at the end. How, would
1: you, but, how do you feel when your son starts to take the memory? <laughs> that's going to win you, exactly, the, yeah, exactly. win you the trophy. That's yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. So
2: I'm, I was glad I, I, I stayed to the end because it was an rem- absolutely remarkable game. Yeah. We'll go down in the history.
1: I always say as well, I know it didn't quite work out this way, but surely the best way to win a football match, whatever team you're involved with or, support, or supporting is to win 3-2 coming from 2-0 down. Undoubtedly. Because you go through every yeah. single emotion in, one, in 90 minutes, don't you? You know, the... Uh, you know, disappointment of conceding first, the despair of going 2 0 down, the hope of coming back to 2 1. <laughs> yeah. Equalizing at 2 all is almost like a win, anyway. And then, you know, 3 2 is the icing on the cake. And so we went through all of that and then blowing it for 3 all. So,
2: yeah, it sort of reminded me, um, I think the 1971 game down at the track when we were 2 0 down after about 15 minutes on that day, and Keith Parkin made the very, very brave choice of replacing the goalkeepers, because um, our goalkeeper was a bit nervous on the day, shall we say, and we turned around to win 3-2. So it was, you know, almost 50, well, 50 years on, it was um, another great Guernsey recovery.
0: You mentioned Jacques there, you know, obviously he tucked his penalty away so well, um, absolutely uh, ice in his veins, I think, as it was described. Um, but I thought he had a good game as well. You know, real physical presence, put himself about, did did sort of most things right. I was really impressed um, with him. And Jim, without you know, giving you the platform to wax lyrical about Saul, um, I thought he had a very very good game alongside Montgomery at the back. I thought the two defenders did did extremely well.
1: I think the whole of the back line was uh, was really good for Guernsey. Um, you know, George Gobert, a left winger for Rangers, playing at right back. That looked like one of those. Uh, Odd ball calls that uh that wasn't going to work out particularly when you know he was uh, culpable largely for the for the first goal but um you know the, the the to say that jersey had two jersey bulls you know senior players in their you wouldn't have thought in it. their strike force uh they were well contained really uh, as we say midfield was pretty even and you know when we moved up the pitch um it, it was great i mean I, I, personally i as 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 good as Owen Walbridge did my, my, my man of the match would have been um, uh, George Montgomery because, effectively, he was the 9v5 uh, battle with Sami Henya Kamal, and uh, I thought he won it comprehensively.
0: I was only watching back the video earlier when I was cutting the highlights. I'd kind of forgotten about when, when it went three all. There was a two or three uh, further long balls or long free kicks that were kind of dumped into the box, and it was sort of two jersey bodies and six or seven Guernsey bodies, and I've got actually made me nervous watching it back. Were um, yeah,
2: we going we to say anything about the referee? Well, I was
0: going to say, obviously, Jersey go away probably a bit miffed.
2: I thought George had a really good game. To be fair. Um, 14 yellow cards I'm told it was I'm not sure what the breakdown was whether uh, whether it was more jersey than Guernsey I suspect it was I think it was 7 all. 7 all. well there we go one of our bench was cards <laughs> then two sin bins as well as the two settings off but I thought from a long, long way out and I said to the colleague who was sitting next to me um, or standing next to me on the Marais side, I fancy that George George may well have a big influence on this game (laughs) because Jersey players are going into the book very, very early on and you sense then that one or two of them would not last the distance and that's how how it panned out. But, you know, Jersey should have done their homework and not challenged a referee possibly, you know, who is renowned for not liking the back chat. And, um, no, but I thought we had a good game. Yeah, I don't yeah. think
0: they could have any complaints for the two red no, cards. No, not at all. No, all, all, all the calls were uh, were justified, I would
1: say. And, you know, actually, although there was one very early uh, yellow card, which on the highlights is absolutely justified, um, it went a long period without a second one, I, I seem to recall. And then, you know, but at the end, I mean, they were going out like confetti. <laughs> but I guess that, you know, it wasn't a high-octane Marathi in terms of, you know, Challenges flying in left, right, and centre. Actually, it was pretty well, uh, pretty well behaved. It just, you know, got a bit intense uh, later on. But, there was yeah. a
0: moment as well towards the end where Jacques Covine and Miguel Carvalho had a bit of a coming together. Jacques <laughs> sort of grabbed him ra- round the feet, and it. To me, on the first viewing, and I think to a lot of people understand, it looked like um the Jersey player had had left a bit on him there, but actually watching it back, um there, w- there was nothing of it, I think there. So yeah, fair play to uh, fair play to Miguel. They yeah, it, it was um yeah, perhaps looked worse than it was. Um but yeah, there we go. First one in the bag. Have we got a greenwash on the way?
1: <laughs> <laughs> but we're gonna go a long way for a greenwash. But but yeah, what we all you can ask for really is that a well prepared well organized team goes out and 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 puts in a competitive performance and, you know and and probably uh, the whole redwash thing has become you know, taken on a legend of its own actually we weren't that far out in some of the games last year under twenty ones was a late goal under eighteens was it was an extra time defeat but you know it, it's it's a, a signal you know, at the end of the day Guernsey football fans want to go to games to enjoy moments like that yesterday you know you're not going to get them every single time but we should be pushing for 50 50 status minimum not accepting
2: 70 yeah exactly couldn't agree more
0: well, the next game that uh, those Guernsey fans um, will see interinsular wise um, this season is the Star Trophy on the 2nd of April. That one back at the track for another 12 o'clock kickoff. Of course, the under-16s and the under-21s are away in Jersey, um, the under-16s later this month, 26th of March, and the under-21s uh, on the 2nd of April. Um, and before that, of course, we've got the Marathi semi-final, vast um, semi-final in Alderney, if uh, Jersey can get there. We'll see.
2: Um, Was Boz Boz, Boz White's boat available for hire that day? I mean, perhaps after delivering the papers that morning, they they could take the jersey team up to Alderney. I see
1: Alderney lost again on Saturday to Bells, 17 straight defeats now. They've scored 10 goals all season. Uh, It's just not looking... uh, You know, They've had a really bad year, Alderney, and it's not looking absolutely great for them. No.
0: And we'll have full coverage, of course, of all those uh, Marathi fixtures, all the inter fixtures, fixtures um, here on the Guernsey Press Football Podcast and in the pages of the paper as well. Um, right, that's it for part one coming up next. We'll talk GFC. Another great result for Guernsey FC at the weekend, um, two, one winners away at Leatherhead, Sam Murray and Ross Allen with the goals, a third straight away win for the Green Lions, which is uh, quite remarkable considering where they were just a few weeks ago. They finished the weekend in 15th in the Eastman South Central, um, still with a game in hand on uh, the sides or below them, most of the sides below them. Um, and yeah, with a, a place cushion um, ahead of the relegation playoff spots. Um, it's going well for them isn't it Jim? Yeah, I spoke to Tony uh, end
1: of last week. I mean, you know, the the the, the transformation uh, at GFC is all about confidence, isn't it? You know, and Ross And Ross Allen. Well, Ross has delivered much of that confidence mm-hmm. because that were that was a team who Knew they were unlikely to score a goal in games, and so you're hanging on for you know to, to try and keep a clean sheet. You concede, you know you're done, you know, and 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 yeah, that that whole vibe rolls on to next week and the week after, etc. Now they've got the confidence and the self belief to think, yeah, all right, you've scored one, we'll score two, kind of thing, uh, and and transformational. Ross, I guess, also is bringing the best out of out of other players. You know, Sam Murray is on a hot street. Danny Hale scored the winner uh, last weekend when they were away. Uh, and they've got now a massive game against Mersom, haven't they, this, this, uh, mi- this midweek, which is going to, um, you know, probably get the three. You know, I know Tony won't say they're secure uh, at this point, but, you know, another three points I would have thought, uh, you know, and knowing there's going to be more to come. with Just winning this game will will uh, will probably be enough to see them stay for the season.
0: Yeah, it's a big one. Wednesday night, Mershton uh, at Footsie in 7.45 kickoff. Um, Rob, just looking back to the under-18s, any of those players you think could be, uh, could be featuring in Tony Vance's plans maybe for next
2: season? I think for next season, might be a bit too early for some of them, but I'm pretty sure the likes of, you know, longer term, they may well be looking at the likes of Jack Griffin, um, he's a very exciting talent because he's still only 15 Jack you know you wouldn't th- think of it to look at him but um, he's obviously a, a very hot prospect um, Zach's all, Zach Patties has always been sort of you know regarded as a, another future green line of the, of the future but you know he's, he's still got some growing to physically you know he's done well for Rangers this year but he needs to get stronger physically to play at that level and um, and a few others as well. I mean, I say George Montgomery had a, a very good game, and Young Saul as well. It, a lot of it's down to them, really. I mean, um, they'll get every encouragement from the Green Lions camp to um, to kick on and involve themselves. Um, I don't think that door will be shut on any of them if they wish to actually progress it. So it's, I say it's down to them largely. But um, you know, I who knows who's the next cab off the of of the rank you know we, we did, like, this time last year who would have thought brandon wallace was going to be a GFC regular but he has quickly become a purely GFC regular um you know sam murray's sort of committed and done really well this year and the big surprise of all i mean who would have who would have thought again you know in 2022 a 42 a 42 year old um, who's playing for bells um would suddenly become a regular and a and a key player for GFC. Dave Merris has been marvellous and I know that the GFC camp think very, very highly of him. And it'd be interesting to see if he if he wins a place in the Marathi final this year. Because if he does, I suspect he will become Guernsey's all time oldest senior Marathi footballer. Um, we're aware that Vince Tostevin, when he appeared in came back in 1962 at the age of 40 was grabbing the headlines for being the oldest player then. As I say, um, I spoke to Dave yesterday. He's looking really, really, really fit. Loving his football over here and loving loving GFC life. He will be 43 in November, I believe. And um, you know, it, I can see him winning that spot. And certainly, he's going to win a spot in the Island Games team. Um, he's now. A gone through the qualification period of two years so I can't see him being left out of that but um, it's great to see young and old coming through
0: one man who didn't get in the end his kind of Maratti golden moment at any age group, I don't think, was Ben Acey. Last season became such a sort of central part of that GFC side and, and perhaps unfortunate to, to come out on the wrong side of a couple of Marattis. It was obviously fantastic to see him um, picked up by Bristol City um, at the sort of tail end of last season and, and move across there in the summer. Um, and doing very well there, um, scoring a couple of goals, helping their under-21s um, to some success this season. Um, well, I managed to catch up with Ben um, for a quick Chat over a coffee um, when I went to see his very good friend Alex Scott, um, who is of course there at Bristol City too, playing against Man City in the FA Cup. Um, I met up with Ben uh, the next day to, to find out how he's been getting on and uh, what he's hoping to achieve next. It's the day after um, the big FA Cup tie. We were both there um, watching Alex Scott, your good friend, share a pitch with uh, yeah some
6: of the best players in the world. What was it like to, to, to see him out there? It was a bit surreal. I watched him walk onto the pitch, and I was just stood there, like massive grin on my face. And I was obviously Premier League opposition. I watched him week in, week out in the Championship, and he's the best player on the pitch. But it's Premier League. It's the best team in the world he was playing against. So I was like, I was hoping he'd do well, but I was like, I don't know how this is going to go. Like they're just a joke, this team. But he did. He held his own for sure. Like he didn't look out of place at all, and he showed he can play in that level and in the Premier League. Like he was running past Akanji running past Ake, like it's watching him do that. It's just crazy because especially where like three years ago we were playing together just in Guernsey. So it's uh, it's surreal, but fair play to him. He's doing his doing his thing and uh couldn't be doing it better.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of the names in that city side, De Bruyne, Foden, Mares, and actually watching back the coverage when I got home last night, you know, all the, you know, a lot of the half-time chat and the full-time chat was was about him. You know, he he caught the eye as much as any of those players on the pitch.
6: Yeah, I think that's credit to him. Like, like I said, in the championship, he does it week in, week out, and he's made a name for himself. And I think to play how he did last night against the players he did, that's just credit to him and how hard he's worked off the pitch and how strong he's been, even after setbacks. And um, I think he deserves it more than anyone, to be honest. And I couldn't be happy for him. Yeah, I think he held his own, played really well.
0: And you had a quite busy day because you're away um, playing for the under-21s at at, at Watford and kind of raced back to get there uh, to Ashton Gate to see the game. Um, How did that one go for you yesterday?
6: Yeah, good. 2-1 win. (laughs) Played quite well. There was a red card for each team. Thankfully none for me, yeah. But thankfully none for me. Keeping, Keeping myself out of them this season. So, yeah, it's good top of the league now, I think, with the game in hand, so that's good.
0: Yeah, and just talk us through what the season's been like for you then. Um, a few ups and downs, uh, a couple of injuries, um, but, you know, following uh, the Bristol City Twitter account, your, your name seems to be popping up on that team sheet for the, uh, for the 21s more often than not, so it seems like it's going well.
6: Yeah, I think... It was a tough start. I think maybe I put a bit too much pressure on myself to perform, and then I had picked up a little injury, and it kind of I kind of reset my mentality a bit. And I think then I kind of cemented myself in the team. Went on this good run in the Premier League Cup, uh, beating the likes of Newcastle, Crystal Palace, Sheffield United, Everton, and I was kind of, I played all of them games. So I think that's a it's a good t- t- the fact that I can play Category One Premier League academies and. Being the on the winning team and play really well is good, and I think I just need to keep going. And like hopefully, a stroke of luck comes and I take the opportunity. Um, but yeah, there's been a few downs as well. Obviously, with sometimes first team players come down and I'm not not starting, and I kind of don't have long to kind of prove myself. But I think when I've when I have started or when I've come on, I've always showed what I can do. Um, and I think hopefully, just keep going, keep taking opportunities as they come, and just keep performing for the under twenty ones.
0: Yeah, I mean, early on, was it difficult not to measure yourself against Alex's progress? I mean, it's he, he moves so quickly. It seems like it's, it would be impossible for anyone to do that. But, but obviously, you know him so well. Um, was that a real challenge to begin with?
6: Yeah, I think because at back home, all anyone had ever seen was what Alex had done. Well, in recent years anyway. So I think a lot of people were saying stuff to me before I went about that. Like, you can do that as well and kind of putting that kind of bar- barrier on me, like, expectation on me. And obviously, you don't want to be listening to outside opinions, and you. But sometimes, when it's all you hear, like I'll be going on a night out with my friends, and I'll have people come up to me and speak to me about it, and I think it's hard sometimes to kind of block it all out, and you kind of sometimes you can kind of let it get to yourself a little bit. So obviously, at first, I feel like I did kind of measure myself against him a bit, and if say something didn't go well, I would kind of be like, "Oh, I'm not good enough at this level," but that's obviously not true. Like, and now, but yeah, it was. I think since I've kind of just kind of taken things at my own pace, I've mentally I found it a lot easier and uh, been performing a lot better. So I think everyone has different journeys and everyone travels at different speeds. So I've just got to stay level-headed and mature about it, and hopefully my time comes.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you've settled into a good mentality, and and you know for you in terms of your your age. You know, you've got a bit of time, haven't you, to to make that impression? Like, there's there's for other players, perhaps who are a bit older. You know, there might be a bit more pressure on. But have you got an opportunity to just to kind of get your head down, work hard, and and you know, sort of back yourself that that opportunity is going to come?
6: Yeah, for sure. I think I've just got well, just over just over a year left on my contract. So I think for the rest of this season, obviously, it'd be nice to get an opportunity to play with the first team. However, whether that will come or not, I don't know. So for the rest of the season, I just want to get my head down, work hard, and kind of. Just work on all the areas of my game and in the gym, and then next season have a good, get a good preseason behind me while I'm back home, and then come back flying for pre-season. and hopefully next season's a big season, and I can kind of show what I can do on a on the bigger stage.
0: What's so it like, yeah, as a young man, kind of leaving Guernsey, coming here? Obviously, you know, sort of talked about the. You know, it's the, the, the downside of, of, of Alex's kind of progress, but the upside is you're here with a good friend. Um, yeah, what's it been like coming and sort of settling into the sort of professional football life otherwise? I mean, has it sort of pushed you kind of further
6: than, than you've ever been pushed before? Uh, I think for sure, having Alex here has helped me loads. I'm around his all the time, and I think he helped me settle in a lot, and it made me feel a much, much more comfortable around the training ground and that because everyone kind of respects him, and then he's. He speaks about me and also me and him are best friends so i think they respect me because of him and i think having him here has helped me settle in a lot he's helped me kind of find things to do and just have stuff to do so i can't thank him more and um i keep myself quite quiet i keep myself in a lot in fairness to me um it's obviously a really nice city it's quite a quite a different city it's very different to guernsey i think being from guernsey guernsey's a very nice place like i think it's a really nice community but it's when you come out into the bigger world. It's can be a bit like, well, this is yeah. different. That you see a lot of different things. But um, no, it's good. It's a nice city. And um, but I haven't, can't really tell you about the nightlife. I've kept myself in. <laughs> yeah, that's so. good to hear. That's good to hear.
0: And I mean, you know, yeah, I haven't seen you guys go away uh, and and kind of make it work. And and you know, you're, you're doing your own thing. Oh. Now you've experienced a bit of it. What's your advice to anyone, um, any young footballer back in Guernsey who's kind of wanting to get that same opportunity? Um, yeah, how do they sort of put themselves in the best position to, 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 I guess, get that chance, but then to kind of make it stick when they get it?
6: I think most, first of all, you just got to work hard and um, never really give up. Like, you never know an opportunity on the corner, stuff and football changes so quickly. And um, if you work hard, you do the best you can do if it doesn't come, it doesn't come and that's no fault of your own. But just kind of put yourself in the best environment possible to get exposure, to kind of improve yourself, and uh, don't take take criticism in the best way possible, use it as fire to kind of push on. But it's a tu- being from Guernsey is tough because there's not much exposure but if you can find somewhere where you can get exposure, you can work hard and keep your head down, then definitely do that and then once you get the chance hopefully you take it. And once you take the chance, just keep working hard because you haven't made it for a long, long time. So that's kind of how it is.
0: <laughs> and yeah, what's it like in to training for you? I mean, uh, how much of a challenge is it? I know you've been training with the, the first team a few times. Um, is it something? Is that an environment you feel comfortable in now?
6: Yeah, I've trained with the first team quite a few times now, like five or six times. I haven't for a little while. But um, when I was training with them, I feel like I held my own like I was doing my doing myself justice. And um, I didn't feel like I was out of place and I felt like I could keep up the tempo and the technique. So hopefully get a few more chances with them. show And kind of fit in with that environment.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned some of those, um, Premier League Cup, uh, victories. I mean, uh, on the pitch, what what have been the sort of the bright moments for you this season, a couple of goals.
6: Yeah, I need to start scoring a few more goals. But I've had a few. I um, haven't had one for a while, to be fair, but I've had a few, which is nice. It's always nice to score. But playing against Premier League opposition, because we're always the underdogs when you play against Premier League opposition, but when we've when we played them and we beat them, it's quite a nice feeling, because it's like doing yourself justice, doing the doing the club proud. Because like, obviously the academy, especially for Bristol City, is a big part of the club. You look at the the team that's started against Man City last night, there were like four or five academy players, Academy graduates playing. So Yeah, that's, that's
0: incredible. I mean that you must look at that and think this is a great place to be. You you're gonna get the chance you know, as and when you're ready for it.
6: Yeah, for sure. This the club's got a great structure and great pathway, especially from the Academy up into the first team. So hopefully when a chance does come, which I'm sure it will, I'm just ready to take it. And um yeah, I've got no doubt in the club. And I'm happy, very happy to be here in such a good club.
0: <laughs> well, one game back at Kenzie FC this season, which came in, in sort of strange circumstances. But you still follow their progress?
6: Oh, yeah, for sure. I saw they won last night, Danny Hale with the goal. Um, Ross Allen Hatch has gone the weekend. I think it was a tough start to the season for the boys, but recently they've picked it up for sure. They've won their... Well, haven't lost in the last three at home. They're climbing out away from relegation, which is good. So hopefully they can keep pushing on and... Uh, Hopefully, in a few seasons' time, be knocking on the door of the league above. <laughs>
0: and yeah, so yeah, what's kind of immediately next for you then? Is it kind of fixtures coming thick and fast before the end of the season?
6: Um, I think it's usually about a game a week, but we've got the Premier League Cup in the league. So hopefully, we top the league and then we go into the playoffs and then win like the because it's a north and south league. And then the north, lead, the top of the north, play the top of the south and like the playoffs and that so hopefully we can win that unfortunately you can't like go up or anything but that's cool you get like to win the trophy and just be the best category two academy in the country and with the premier league cup i think we've got knots forest next so hopefully we can that's in the quarterfinals. so hopefully you can beat them they're quite good i think but hopefully you can beat them and just keep progressing and hopefully win that cup as well because i think we've shown that we can beat whoever's put in front of us so i think we've got a good chance
0: Ben AC speaking to me uh, in Bristol last week. Um, Yeah, fantastic to see him doing well and and now settled in and we wish him all the best for the rest of the season. And right before we go, just a quick look ahead to what's coming up locally. As we said, GFC at home on Wednesday night for that big game against Merston. Um, In the Prio League, uh, there's a game tomorrow night, Tuesday, Valrec against North. Um, Another big game at the top of the table and looking ahead to Saturday, Rovers host St. Martins. Um, Another pivotal weekend, Jim? It will be. Uh, undoubtedly. I mean, um, if whoever
1: doesn't uh, out the top three doesn't uh, win one of those games is, um, you know, is basically their their title prospects are over. Um, and, you know, Rovers probably with that uh, you know, advantage at the moment at the top, maybe they can get away with a draw. But I'd say, you know, you've got to win to stay in it at this stage.
0: Yeah, a couple of FA Cup games as well. Saints taking on Sylvans on Tuesday night in the quarterfinals. Rangers against um, Rockane Pirates at the weekend. Uh, chance of an upset there or fearful of an upset there, Rob?
2: Always fearful. <laughs> Every team I'm involved with, I'm always fearful. <laughs> <laughs> and this is no different, to be honest. You know. No, I would hope that, um, that Rangers, the way Rangers have been playing recently, that we have a little bit too much for Rockane Pirates. But They're doing well, Rockane Pirates, and they've got some good players. This will be another,
1: uh, that will be a decent test for both sides, I would have thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Rockane will want to try, you know, if there's a scout they think they can get, this is possibly it. And Rangers will want to say, you know, uh, you know, we're no easy uh, we're no easy pickings here and they'll want to go and win quite convincingly.
2: Yeah, I, I know our lads are really up for trying to reach at least the semi-finals of the FA Cup, you know, and get something from the season.
0: Yeah, good contest in store there. The other two games on Saturday North against Bells and Alderney are at Vale Rec. Um, right, I think that's it for us this week. Finally, we've been able to talk about a guernsey Marathi win on the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. Uh, heady days. Uh, hopefully many more to come this season. Um, our thanks to Rehoid Sun Son once again for their support of the show. We'll be back next Monday. Cheers, guys. Yes. Cheers.